Welcome to the Zadok Podcast, where we explore the scriptures through creativity and tell stories of beauty from the ashes. Come and join us on this pilgrimage as we seek the Father's heart through Yeshua, the way, the truth, and the life. Shalom, friends, and welcome to the Zadok Podcast. My name is Edgar Judah. And I'm Carmen Tehila. And we're so glad you're joining us today for um, this podcast. Um, yeah, we've got such an exciting show for you tonight with a special guest. Uh, Carmen is in- going to introduce the guest right now. But yeah, we just want to remind you of the blogs that we're doing on Zadok.com. And also check out some of our music there and music videos that we bring out. And yeah, we just had such a great time this week, um, yesterday. We had a special worship event at First Light Coffee Shop. And wow, it was just such a great experience. I'm not sure if you want to share something. But yeah, we got to worship with Brandon Watson. And it was just such an anointed and special time uh, with yeah, people in fellowship and just in the presence of the Father. Yeah, so tonight... We are interviewing Lauren Aliad Jacobs, and um, yeah, welcome, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, Carmen and Edgar. It's yeah. so good to be with you both today. This is super cool. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of the, those of you that do not know Lauren, she is a multi-award winning author, a Bible scholar, and theologian. Together with her husband, she co-founded and leads Treasured Inheritance Ministry, a global teaching ministry with a heart for biblical truth and the Great Commission. Lauren is passionate, very passionate, <laughs> about the women in the Bible, their stories and their experiences. To date, she has written over 400 teachings on biblical women and has released four books on different biblical heroines for adults and for children. In two. 2021, she won the International Michael Brown Change Agent Award for her theological work and was awarded the prestigious Women of the World Award as a female theologian. That is a mouthful. (laughs) 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 Oh, so with this background, Lauren, we we wanted to just have this conversation with you about biblical femininity because I think it's something that you are passionate about and you are well um, skilled in and there's so much um, information you have about it and so much knowledge about it. So, yeah, that's the first thing that we wanted to ask you. What is your perspective on biblical femininity? Wow. Well, you know, firstly, like I said, thank you guys for having me today. It's super cool to be with you and to be talking about a topic that's very close to my heart, but not only one that's close to my heart, one that I've spent over uh, 12 years being deeply trying to understand, you know, uh, biblical femininity, biblical womanhood. What does that really mean? And, you know, there's so many verses kind of in the Bible that people just throw out there, you know, when they talk about women and when they talk about what women should be and how they should Mm. act and, you know, what relates to womanhood, you know. But my personal feeling on this whole reality is that we should look at the women of the Bible in order to discover, you know, who they were and and what they teach us about biblical femininity. It's very dangerous when you take one verse here or one verse there and go, oh, well, that's what it means, you know, Mm -hmm. without looking at biblical women. You know, and if I had to say to you, Carmen, like, who is your favorite woman of the Bible? You know, who would that be to you? You know, what? Yeah. Who, who would that woman just stand out to you? I, I love Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I keep yeah. on going back to her story and just her amazing heart and how she, 
yeah, I was um, willing to give up everything. I think it's it it portrays something of the bride of Messiah for me, and th- just mm. that servant heart. And she was so gentle and humble. So yeah, I love Ruth. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that. And you see, you already mentioned a few things that biblical femininity is. And I want to say that biblical femininity, and just to touch on Ruth quickly, we know the Proverbs 31 woman has always been upheld as like, uh, I don't know, like the, the high mark of what it means to be, you know, in biblical femininity, what that really (laughs) means, the Proverbs 31 woman and the Proverbs 31 woman in Hebrew, obviously we, we know is called the Eshet Chayil and Ruth is the only woman in the entire Bible actually called Eshet Chayil. Actually, if you go read Ruth, Boaz actually calls her, you are an Eshet Chayil. She's the only woman named in the entire Bible. And it means a woman of valor, a woman of strength, a woman of, you know, might and power. And so it is so beautiful that, and when we look at the biblical woman, we go, okay. So for those who are listening to us, they go, what is biblical femininity? What do the biblical woman teach us? If we look at someone like Deborah, what can we learn about femininity from her? She was strong. You know, she was Mm. a prophetess. She was humble. Like you said, she was obedient Mm. to God. If we look at someone like Esther, she was obedient to God as well. She was brave as well. She was strong as well. If we look at Ruth, she was also brave and strong. She joined herself to a people that was not her people, a people that could have turned their backs on her because think about it. Her husband had died. Her brother-in-law had died. Her father in law had died you know her her mother-in-law Naomi said that she was a bitter woman you know so they looked like they were almost a cursed family and yet Ruth is joining herself to a people who could call her a curse but yet she has this bravery this humility this desire to you know rise up to the occasion as we would say if we go to even the New Testament we see in Luke chapter 8 woman who followed Yeshua as his disciples. We have not only who we call Mary Magdalene, Miriam of Magdala, which was her name, Mm -hmm. but we have Shoshana and we have Joanna. And we know in Luke 8, it says that these women were always with Yeshua, provided for him out of their own finances and followed him wherever he went. Then if we look at, you know, Romans 16, we have the apostle Jania, who is, you know, greeted by Paul for being in prison with him at one time. For as he says, putting her neck out there for the gospel. You know, we have these incredible women like Lydia, who was teaching in the book of Acts. You know, we have these women that display bravery. Even Sarah, she left her homeland with her husband to go to a land as well that that she had not seen. That required, you know, belief in God, surrender to his will, bravery, courage, to fulfill whatever his desire was for her. And when we think of femininity, we always think of, you know, it's very abstract, but you know, that word as a dictionary definition just means characteristics that belong to females. So it's very, very abstract, you know? So we need to look at biblical women and see what they are doing. What does Pharaoh's daughter do? She's brave enough to take a Hebrew little boy into her home, you know, what does Miriam, Moses' sister, you know, do? She's brave enough to approach Pharaoh's daughter, you know, and speak to her. You know, what does Moses' mother do? Jochebed, she's brave enough to hide her child for a while and then put him by the reeds. What do the Hebrew midwives do? They're brave enough to save these, these little baby boys' lives. So, you know, we can go on and on about just them for a whole hour. But it seems to me like biblical femininity is wrapped up in being brave, being courageous, Mm. loving others, being humble, 
being obedient to God, walking before him in truth and really doing exactly what he calls you to do. And as we understand it today, exactly what the Holy Spirit is empowering us as women to do. And whatever that looks like, it's just about that obedience and the courage to do that. Yo, that is such a cool perspective. I think a lot of listeners might never have heard this, you know, this specific um, perspective on it, especially mm. the words like courage and bravery coming up so often. I think we mm. don't see that like just in um, quickly reading through the text and quickly just reading those common verses that we do find about femininity in the in the Bible. So. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I remember reading <laughs> that uh, book you wrote about the bold, bold Bible girls. Um, our girls love that book, so yeah. I had to read it That's many so cool. times. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, as you said, it's something that comes up continuously the whole time. You see women being brave, an attribute that's mm. in general mostly subscribed to men. But mm. you, know, you can't deny how many times you can see these women standing up for the truth or for mm. for love's sake or for God's sake. And mm. you can just see how they are just almost unashamedly, abandonedly brave. And, um, mm. yeah, it's such a special attribute that Abba has put in each and every uh, female. And mm. and as we, as we talk about these stories, I'm just reminded of just the unique sets of challenges all these women had to face. And even today – some women have a unique set of challenges. What would you say are some of the more daunting challenges women face today? Mm, I think that's such an important question. And I think it's uh, basically probably one that people would answer very differently. But I think just uh, coming from my perspective, I've thought about this quite a few times and I've thought, okay, broadly speaking, you know, basically what I have seen from being in ministry and working with a lot of women one of the, the big things, one of the big challenges that modern women are facing today is, you know, not getting absorbed into the culture of the day because you get very, you know, I, I, I've spoken and continue to speak at a lot of different women's conferences like all over. Mm-hmm. And it always strikes me as being quite interesting how you can go to one place this week, uh, you know, one conference this week. And then the, you go to another women's conference the next week and they're so completely different. You know, the culture is so completely different. The people are different. The way of worship is different. You know, the message is different. The way they pray is different. And it's, it's such a challenge to us today to not get absorbed into the culture. And when I mean culture, I mean a culture that is not in line with the Bible. You know, there's a lot of kind of liberalism and a lot of things that come into the culture of the day where, you know, anything goes and everything is okay and women become confused and suddenly they're watching the movies that the world watches and, you know, listening to the music that, you know, people listen to and 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 it becomes like a slip away from holiness, which is what we need to also be pursuing. And I think that, like I said, depending on what who you ask and what roles they fulfill in their life, it's really will depend on what they kind of say the challenges are. And I think one of the things that women say to me, it's not something that I've personally experienced, but a lot of women have told me that one of the big challenges that they face in their life today is the balance between, you know, balancing motherhood and work in that some of and many of them have a career outside of the house, but yet are also a mother. And so they have to try and find that balance. And there's a lot of people that think that say to them, well, you know, to be a good mother, you shouldn't work or to be a good mother, you 
should work, you know, and, and it's kind of really juggling with that and juggling going, who am I supposed to be? What has Abba Father called me to do? Where is he calling me? You know, what is he calling me to do? Is he calling me to, to this? Is he calling me to that? What is it? And it's very much a challenge that modern women face today. There's a big conversation on, you know, that, that whole role of motherhood and then career woman and people trying to figure that out. And I know personally, a lot of women have shared with me, that this is something they struggle with. Am I supposed to let go of my career or not? Am I supposed to be in my career and raise my children? Am I supposed to be full-time with my children? What is it that I'm supposed to do? It's like people are always saying to me different things and I never feel like I'm good enough in whatever role I'm in. And I think it's a big challenge and, you know, Abba Father is with us as women in the different roles that we have to fulfill because there's such a, there's a lot of pressure on women when they have to juggle many different roles and it can become very, very challenging. And my prayer is even for people listening today, that if that is you, then I really pray Abba Father will be with you and really help you know how to face these challenges because I know it is it's quite a big one for many, many different women. Yeah, I think to discern the expectations and to mm. to make sure that um because we can't meet every expectation that's out there from yeah. people out there, from our families. And I think to firstly go to but what is the father expecting of us? And mm. taking it from there. And I think, I think it's different. It's not always exactly the same things for everybody. Um, I think even if you take like all of the women of the Bible that you already mentioned, if you compare like the, the purpose that they had and the plans that the Lord had for them, it was completely mm. different each to, like to each other. Like it cannot be compared. And I think that's one of the things that we as women tend to do because we want to excel and we want to do good. And, um, mm. we, we, we tend to compare ourselves to measure each other up. And I think it's such a dangerous thing to do. And yeah, I've seen that a lot in, in just women in general, because we want mm. to, and we have to stop and think, okay, but what, what is the father ex expect of me? Um, mm. yeah, so Lauren, I, I'm just in, in naming all of these things that you just named as the challenges. Um, what would you say in the wisdom that you have gained and just the experience and just seeing so many women? How can women equip themselves? to overcome these challenges that we do face. Hmm. I love what you mentioned, Carmen, about, you know, not comparing yourself. And I think that that's, that that's very important. Yes. And exactly like you said, everybody's different, you know, and everybody is created for different things. And every, every woman is created for her own unique journey. You know, some women by, you know, our age are divorced. Some women who are our age are still single. Some women our age have children, others don't. You know, it's kind of like there's so many diverse paths mm. that our father leads us on. And I think one of the big things about equipping yourself is to really know who you are, know who Abba Father has created you to be. Not, you know, comparing, like you said, your journey to someone else or even your season that you may find yourself in. Because sometimes you're in a season where, you know, you're in a certain place, you're doing a certain thing. And then you look around and someone else, you know, maybe one of your friends or someone you follow on social media mm -hmm. is, is, you know, achieving something big, right? Yeah. And it's like so easy to be like, oh my goodness, look at <laughs> what they're doing. And, yeah. and I'm just sitting here. 
you know, yeah. it's kind of like they're in their winning season and you're in your yeah. incubation season. And we right? don't see the bigger picture of that story. <laughs> I think that's also the exactly. thing. We don't see like the things that came before this or um, other things that they might even face. It's just this beautiful thing that you see um you know, and it's actually not the, the whole Especially picture. Especially on social media. Yeah. They, you only give the highlights, you know. It's like really like the highlights of your life are on social media. You won't give the… Exactly. Where you took out the You're trash this know. morning or where you washed the dishes or something. Exactly. Yeah. It is so true. And I think, you know, for me personally, just from my personal journey, the way that I've been equipped to to be in in whatever I've had to do in life is to really… Number one, stay close to the father, know his voice, learn his voice, hear his voice, live by his voice. But then also in that, learn to know myself, mm -hmm. learn to really be honest with who I am and also be honest about you know the things I need to deal with in myself. Mm -hmm. We all have wounds. We all have you know, family upbringings, some better than others, others difficult, others broken, others abusive, some, you know, single parents, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. One of the things that have really helped me to over, and I can only speak for myself, to overcome the challenges of this life, you know, is to really stay close to the father and then also work on myself, heal, you know, deal with, with the wounds of, of the things that have been hard for me, you know, be mm -hmm. honest about the anxiety that I lived with for many years, look at that and, and really learn the father's grace and his love. And then also his voice, because if you follow his voice, any kind of challenges that come your way are very difficult and take time to go through. But it's really then he leads you, he guides you, he comforts you, he gives you promises, he helps you overcome. I don't know how people overcome challenges without the father. I just really want to be honest about that. Mm. I have no idea. Um, I sometimes think about it and it must be very difficult, you know, even yeah. as as my family goes through a very hard season right now, you know, it's, it's only the father that really helps you overcome all of the challenges mm. that you have to mm. face ones that are personal. And then also maybe ones that are relational and maybe even for your family. So I think number one is just stay close to the father, know his voice, and then also be honest about who you are and work on your healing and work on yourself during your journey. Well, that's such a good answer. Two things I'm just hearing or two words that come to mind is number one, intimacy, that, that intimacy between yourself and our father. And to cultivate intimacy doesn't come cheaply. It's not a thing that you can just mm. pay your monthly subscription and you have it or you can just, you know, mm. quickly send a message and you, you, you have that intimacy. It's something that, that takes dedication and sacrifices and devotion um setting time mm. aside to to spend time in his presence to spend time in his word and the second thing i'm hearing is identity and and letting him restore our identity it's like yes we we have a sinful nature but on top of the sinful nature we have like this massive identity crisis how we have to figure out who we were intended to be who is the mm. person that he dreamed of you being but you have to restore with Abba, that image, so you can actually walk in that image. But if there's no intimacy and there's no relationship, it becomes really difficult to, <laughs> to restore that because then you're looking yeah. for all these outside sources to, to, to just establish your, your, your identity. And that's obviously mm. the wrong, uh, pathway. 
Lauren, mm. yes, this is really a topic that you are so passionate about. And I'm just curious to know, where, where does your passion for, for women's ministry come from? Wow, um, I love that question, actually. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. When I was 12 years old, I remember saying to my mom one day, uh, I will, I wasn't even saved, but, you know, I said, one day I will build a safe house for abused women and children. Wow. And I was 12 when I knew that in my heart. I also told my mom a number of other things um, about my life. Um, and she such as I know that I won't have children one day. I won't, ha I won't bear my own physical children. And um, there were things that I knew um, that I, that Abba father had, had placed in my heart. And those things have never changed. Um, in fact, they only grew stronger and stronger. As I got saved, I got saved when I was 17 in my final year of school. I really just had a greater passion for abused women. It was something that Abba father always put in my heart and eventually, you know, became a trauma therapist and then a trauma worker working with the police and in hospitals here in Cape Town um, as a nonprofit trauma worker. And then obviously, you know, just as I got deeper and deeper into working with women and I worked with women who had experienced all kinds of trauma. So rape, uh, miscarriages, gender-based violence, anything like that. Um, I just, just my heart just grew. It was very organic. It wasn't mm. ever a thing that I really ever considered. Mm. Um, and so it just kind of, I believe, grew from Abba Father's heart to me. And my big passion and my heart is to empower people who have been disempowered and to, to fight injustice and to stand up for that which is correct and right and especially Abba Father's throne is built on you know justice one of the pillars of his throne is justice and I think my heart has always been to discover the stories of women in the Bible without judging these stories it's easy to judge people who we don't know but to really hear their voices in order to discover who they really were. And I think for me, it's always been about the father's heart for women. And eventually one day he revealed a lot of truth to me that feeling I had as a 12 year old child about building a safe house and specifically for women who were hurt, abused, broken and disempowered. He said to me, and this was probably about maybe about eight, nine years ago. He said to me, I don't want you to build a safe house for women. I want you to be the safe house for women. Sure. And I, it was very interesting. Uh, I was like, okay, um, that is my heart just to be that safe space mm. and to be that safe space also means that you have to speak truth and also have to give people their power back. I personally don't believe that we should say that we are a voice for the voiceless because no one is born without a voice. Yeah. But, but I believe that we should say that we lend our voice to someone else only until they can find their own voice. Mm. Then we lend them our voices and we, because sometimes we have the authority or place where we can speak and we open up that place for someone else until they can find the power of their own voice and we take ours back, you know, and then mm. we, uh, we hear what they have to say. So I think that for me, there's so many aspects of that. Obviously for me, I'm in ministry where I just, just completely work with, um, you know, biblical women and doing everything and so much more for women and writing books for women. But then there's also, you know, the history work that I do in the city of Cape Town, working with the museum, you know, bringing to life women's history from our city and then lots of different things. So it's like Abba Father's just given me this passion for women to tell their stories as well. 
and to champion their voices and to create safe spaces. But most importantly for me is to really, really uncover what Ever Father says about women from the Bible, because the Bible has often been a weapon against women. And that's not Abba's heart. No. You know, yeah, he, his true. heart is a love, you yes. know. And that's that's basically where this passion comes from, you know. Yeah. And uh, I suppose I could go on about that, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As you were speaking, I was like, you don't have just a passion. You have compassion and that is why it's something that is so organic because that is the heart of Yeshua and the father. He says that he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger. And then he comes to the part that he says and, you know, he's he judges righteously and mm. and that side of him that we do need and we do need to fight for that. But um, a woman in a situation that's, really bad like an abusive situation her story matters and you can't go to her with the judgment and the righteous side of it you have to go to her with the compassionate gracious side and Mm. then on the other side of things you still need that other hand of justice to really really help her out of the situation Mm. and and that is the character of the god that we serve and Mm. yeah so it's so beautiful to see that as well Mm. in you and I think that is why it's something that's just so organic. You can't help yourself because as you spend time with, with Abba and with Yeshua, you, you grow more like him and you see mm. his heart for these, for these women and their stories and all of them are so valid. Um, mm. yeah. So, and, and also what Definitely. you said about not, not being a voice for the voiceless because that, that then means that their voice is insignificant and it's not mm. it's it's almost just yeah. like um i almost get this picture of somebody that's really their voice is just hoarse it needs healing yeah and then after like you let's say somebody yeah. had like a terrible cold or uh, flu or something then you can't really scream <laughs> because your voice is yeah. hoarse and sore but to give them that time and the right environment to can heal and then they can speak for themselves again and even sing and like rejoice and mm-hmm. also become a voice for the, for the next person maybe that that's whose yeah. voice is hoarse so mm. yeah mm. I love um, that. <laughs> Lauren, this has been so much fun. I, I think next time we should have Timothy on as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can carry yes. on talking like, for ages. Um, actually, there's so many more questions I would like to ask you. Um, but yeah, in summary, where can people find you? Well, people can find me. I do love Instagram. I have a personal Instagram page that's not linked to the ministry. It's just Lauren Jacobs author. And then obviously we have our website, which is treasuredinheritanceministry.com. And then obviously if people like women's teachings, if you like women's teachings, just go and find us on YouTube. It's Treasured Inheritance Ministry. And then there's lots of women's teachings up and we do teachings every single week. So that's basically where people can find us, connect with the teachings or you can say hello on my instagram page and yeah that's about it i think cool thanks lauren um yeah thank you for joining us uh, we had such a great time with lauren jacobs today and you i think it's going to be so helpful especially for the mm-hmm. ladies listening to the show and um doesn't matter where you are at this stage of your walk of life if you're a mom uh, if you're not married yet it's just been such a blessing to have Lauren on the show and just give some of her 
advice and spiritual insight into this topic. Mm. Lauren, mm. I was thinking maybe you can, in closing, maybe just pray for that lady that needs, that's out there listening that needs to find her voice and maybe it's just in a soft whisper to pray in bravery towards Abba. Um, yeah, I think maybe we can close with that. Um, so yeah, thank you mm. once again for joining us for this amazing interview. And I think it will be really encouraging. So yeah, if you can, if you, if you can close for us in, in just a prayer and a blessing over these women. Definitely. And I want to say thank you so much, Carmen and Edgar, for inviting me. It's been so great to be with you both. You know, it feels like we're having a nice uh, coffee and conversation today. <laughs> so it's such a blessing. Yeah. So thank you. It was a thank delight. You thank you. So let's pray together. Father, we just thank you so much for your grace and for your goodness. Thank you for your hope, Father, for your encouragement and your love to us. And Yeshua, we want to just pray together for maybe someone that's listening today, Father, for that woman who is struggling to find her voice. Father, we know that the world tries to steal our voice from us. The enemy tries to silence us. Our families are used sometimes to harm us, Father, to take our voices away because our opinions are too strong or our thoughts are, are too powerful and the things that we are convicted about sometimes is scary to others. So, Father, I pray for blessing over a woman that is listening, maybe one, maybe two more, even more women who are listening to us today, Father. We just really pray that you will help them arise, Father, arise into that space, Father, where they will find their own unique voice, their own unique identity in you, Yeshua. And as they walk alongside you, that you'll put your arm around your precious, precious daughter, and that you will speak words of life and hope and healing and encouragement to her, that she will find her own unique voice, Father, even if it's a small whisper at the beginning, but that it will turn into a loud trumpet, Father, that will just be used by you, Father, to proclaim, to speak, to speak words of healing, to speak words of truth, speak words of prophecy, speak whatever it is, Father, that you have called your daughter to speak. Father, may she be blessed to rise up and to rise up strong, Father, that you will give her the strength that she needs to be a voice in her family, in her community, in her nation, and even in this world, Father. We thank you for your children, Father. We thank you for your daughters that are listening, and we pray your mighty blessing over them, blessing of peace and hope, and great joy in Yeshua Mashiach's mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us on the Zadok podcast. For more info, blogs, music, or other creative content, visit our website at zadok.com.